This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Big news today in the city of Vancouver. Uh, the city announced the, that uh, the Vancouver's Granville Bridge uh, will be undergoing significant construction, $50 million worth of con- uh, construction to convert two lanes on the west side of the bridge into separated pedestrian and bike routes, uh, similar to, to what you would see on the, what you do see on the Broad Street Bridge. Um, Pre-COVID, approximately 65,000 vehicles crossed the eight-lane uh, span daily, well under capacity. Um, and of course, during construction, the bridge deck will shrink to uh, two vehicle lanes traveling each way. And as I said, the total uh, uh, construction cost is $50 million. Uh, earlier today, uh, my colleague Joe Bennett spoke to Paul Storer. He's the Director of Transportation for the City of Vancouver, uh, where he gave us an update on the current state of the bridge when it comes to cyclists and pedestrians. Right now, the Granville Bridge is a big barrier to walking and cycling. Um, there are no cycling facilities, obviously, so it's a very uncomfortable bridge to bike across. Uh, we see about half the people who actually do bike across end up on the sidewalk because the roadway is so uh, scary. But there's also no, the, the walking connections aren't very good either. It's inaccessible. Uh, people who do walk across the bridge are close to fast-moving traffic. The connections at either end are scary because you're crossing uh, those high-speed ramps. That was uh, Paul Storer speaking to our Jill Bennett a couple of hours ago on the current state of the bridge for cyclists and pedestrians. What I found interesting the, uh, also, and, and, and look, uh, here's my bias, which our next guest will set me straight. I am just a, a simple suburbanite driving into the city every day. What I found interesting also is that the project will see the removal of traffic loops at the north end of the bridge. Now, Mr. Storer, who, as I said, spoke to my colleague Joe Bennett earlier today, uh, said the Granville Bridge, when it was built uh, back in the 1950s, was overbuilt. Take a listen. Basically, the Granville Bridge was really overbuilt for what's there today. It was designed to be part of a freeway system that was never built. Essentially, all of the traffic that's on the bridge, and basically we can get onto the bridge through the signals at either end, could fit into two lanes in either direction. So we're able to maintain two lanes in either direction during the construction period. And now there will be times when the loops are closed and there's a, probably a five to six month window when uh, Granville Street itself, which between Drake and the Howland Seymour ramps will be closed. So during that time, we're going to see changes to circulation, probably a little bit of pressure on uh, some of the intersections at the north end, particularly Howland Drake. But we're working to manage that to reduce uh, the impacts to traffic. That is Paul Storis speaking to our Jill Bennett a few hours ago. He is the Director of Transportation for the City of Vancouver. Well, our next guest uh, is a fellow at SFU Centre for Dialogue. Uh, he knows the city very well. He's also a former city councillor as well. He's a former Translink board member. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Gordon Price. Gordon, thank you for joining us today. Here to set you right. <laughs> thank you so much. First of all, you're th- I, I actually may be more qualified than you think I am. <laughs> well, I think that you're very qualified. You understand, you understand the planning side and you understand the politics. And that, that's well, the most of the battle in this city, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I am more than that, though. I worked on a study back in the early 80s. Uh-huh. What's what's the problem with Granville Street, and what can we do about it? Okay, well, let's just before I was on council. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's touch on the bridge just for a moment. First and foremost, uh, this is a good news story for you. 
Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> this is terrific. <laughs> I think this is, uh, you know, it's one of those transformative might be too strong a word, you know, but it is certainly going to solve some of the problems that we identified back then. And what, what, what are we solving here? Well, you know, the main problem is the bridge itself. It is a giant freeway off-ramp. I mean, if you're going uh, north on the bridge, right, you get up to, what, 80 to 100 clicks. You don't even slow down until you get to Davies Street. And the bridge, yeah, a barrier, but essentially it eliminated really any reason to walk or go south on Granville. There was no real attraction. And then you had to fight the bridge itself. So if it can make connections to False Creek, mm-hmm. Granville Island, if it can kind of knit the city together and give a good connection to the, oh, let's say, number of the bike routes that will go through there, it may well give economic vitality and a good reason to go south on gravel. Why is there a need to remove the traffic loops at the north end of the bridge? That's actually, I think, the biggest problem. If you're coming, uh, say, across the ferry on Granville Island, mm-hmm. and, and you want to get into the city, what's your first instinct? It's not to try and get past those loops. And the land value that is locked up in those loops that could really go to some kind of activity, housing, cultural activities, you know, extend the entertainment district, knit together Pulse Creek with downtown Vancouver, restore Granville to what it was back when this city first started. Mm -hmm. One of the great streets of the city. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, Look, and I understand we have to share our streets, pedestrians, cyclists, uh, motorists. Um, is this the great equalizer that the city is trying? I mean, trying to equalize things. I mean, this, the bridge obviously came in, came in at a time when we were building freeways. Uh, people are in their vehicles, but when I see you know these kind of things being done, I, I remind myself also that we're a city of two and a half million people, not just Vancouver proper, but the region. We're going to be at I think four million by twenty forty. The bridge is always going to be needed. People will move from you know internal combustion vehicles to electric vehicles, but we'll still need that bridge. Do you worry sometimes that we become too sort of bicycle centric or walking centric? And I, I think it's fabulous. Don't get me wrong, but we still have to accommodate the car somewhere along the way as well. Oh, Chaz, if it really created a real congestion problem, we wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm practical enough to know that. So take a look at the Burrard Bridge. You remember the stories back then. Mm-hmm. It was just going to create uh, congestion, hellish congestion. Do you remember that hellish congestion after the two lanes were put in, <laughs> the bike lanes? No, you don't, because it didn't happen. It didn't happen. I, yeah, and look, I really think the engineers are good at this kind of stuff. If they really thought that this is going to create a lot of problems, they would be telling council, yeah, okay, come up with some better ideas. Mm-hmm. As you heard in the interview, uh, the bridge doesn't really exceed its daily capacity of about 60,000. hasn't done it for decades, and there's no reason to think that it's going to actually increase significantly in the future. So long as you have alternatives, and that's transit, yeah, good walking, cycling. Yeah. But if you can find that balance, uh, don't worry about the congestion. It's not going to happen. 
how much is this also being driven in regards to just um, vehicle traffic? I think it was 65,000 vehicles I was mentioning there. 65,000 vehicles crossed the eight-lane span daily pre-COVID. That's not a lot. That's not a lot, not yeah. A lot. Uh, a no, lot of no, the, it's not a lot, actually. And, and, but no, but it's, it's, it's probably... not very much. Yeah, and it's probably going to be less now as people are working from home. Not everybody, and, and private sector is certainly asking people to come back to work as well. But it's still n- n- not going to reach the pre-COVID numbers in your mind. Well, the numbers, if you're talking just numbers of people, that is going to go up. And I think you, I hope you will be surprised once the Arbutus Greenway is connected and we have a good connection to Granville Island, that you'll see a significant increase in walking, cycling, and all the other little motorized things that are going to pop up mm-hmm. <laughs> these days. You know, the, 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 the bicycle, as we've known and loved it or hated it, it's going to be rapidly replaced by all kinds of things with small electric motors, just as the car itself. That technology is changing too. Yeah, I weave by those folks after the show every day when I get try to get back to my vehicle, and you already you already <laughs> see that trend. That's a good thing. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a wonderful thing. Um, is this is a a bigger, broader question? Are planners still? wanting to build bridges and yes i go through the massey tunnel every day and i'm not feeling sorry for myself or anything like that i'm just saying those big infrastructure projects that british columbians are did very well and we still do very well i believe uh, are are those out of fashion because i i would certainly hope not i mean a big bridge like to replace the tunnel that's been debated it continues to be debated some have said we still shouldn't go back to the original one that was proposed by under the bc liberals and what the ndp doing is doing is the right thing others disagree Uh, that's a whole different debate but the issue of big infrastructure building the big bridges that still move people and most importantly most importantly people in vehicles is that still uh, in fashion, are we still, as, as our planners, moving away from that? Building infrastructure? Oh, we love it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I get the transit, but just the, the, the big bridges that actually move people, we still need to move oh, people. Uh, why are you separating them? I'm not. I mean, I'm separating them because it, it, we politicize everything in this province. That bridge, and, and I go back to the Massey, one, Massey argument once again. Uh, I think it was the right project. I really do. It's not because I I travel over it. I just think it was the right thing to do at that point. And it seems sometimes that we get so far into the transit, walking, cycling conversation, which I think works in big dense cities and works in the context of Vancouver. But for suburbanites, we still got to build those big bridges because a lot of us still travel by vehicle. Oh, absolutely. And if you want that to work, build transit. Yeah, and the bridge was going to have a SkyTrain on it, potentially. No, 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 not on the bridge. It doesn't matter about that. Hmm. If you don't provide an alternative for growth that has a chance of working, transit has proven itself, and you only build the bridge, you will fill up the bridge. (laughs) It happens all the time. If you're going to spend the money... Do it in a way that you're going to take a lot of the pressure that you need off the bridge so that when you do build it, and yes, it's a necessary part of the transportation system, it has a good chance of working. Yeah. And the reason I say that about the bridge as well is half a billion dollars improvement in regards to HOV overpasses and getting people through that uh, on the bridge and then out to SkyTrain in Richmond. That was part of the part of the project as well in regards to the 10-lane bridge. So, But I, I, I digress just for a second. Let's go back to Granville just for a second. It does it does get this suburbanite all riled up, as you can tell. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 15-minute city. Let's just, I just want a final question to you. Is that fundamentally doable in, in, in this city? I mean, maybe in parts of Vancouver proper, I don't disagree, but do you think even out in the suburbs we can do that 15-minute city, the 15-minute city being within 15 minutes you should be able to live, work, and play? Like Brentwood? <laughs> 
Yes, Brentwood, Metrotown, probably. There's a few places, Lowheed, right? Yeah, there's a few of those. Right. Uh, but uh, is it feasible fact, still? Look at our skyline. Look at our skyline now, Jazz. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been around long enough to see the transformation of it. Yep. Think of those as 15, if not five-minute cities. That's what that is. And yeah. we're good at it. We're real good at it. And you can see it on our skyline. And you can just take a SkyTrain, get off at the station. There it is or will be. So, yeah, we can do it. But look, uh, people like living in lower density. They like living in more, quote, rural environments. Offer the choice. And it works out pretty well. Uh, not going to be perfect. And things will change. But, yeah, definitely we can do it. Have done it. Will do it. And so long as we kind of get that balance right and are flexible to technological as well as social change, uh, I would be very optimistic about this place. We, one thing we all agree on, Jazz, we don't want to screw this place up. Yeah, let's not. It, it's way too beautiful. No, we've been we here too long, though. Way too much. I am too old yeah. to move anyway. I've done it before. That's enough. I'm done. Gordon, thank <laughs> Good you. News. Good news, Jazz. You won't have to. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Gordon. You bet.